Hello! <laughs> Brilliant! Hello! Hello! Welcome to the fifth Chuckle Duster podcast with me, Joel Melinger. And me, Jack Donnelly. Ah, you didn't say yours in a funny way like I did. Uh, I was working up to it. Oh, really? But you seem to go right past the name and just sort of... I was going to add some sounds on the end, but you know what? It doesn't matter now. I'll, I'll, matter I'll, tell you what, I'll see if we can do that in the edit. Oh, okay. okay. Just... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just put that on the end, it's fine. Okay, fine, fine. Um, well, uh, yes, welcome to another podcast. Uh, uh, we hope you're well. Do you hope they're well, Jack? I do hope they're well. Yes. I hope you're well. I hope they're well. I mean, uh, we, this is, we, I can't believe it's been it's five... Five podcasts now. I don't even know what podcast means. It means, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, but I think it uh, comes from uh, the Latin um, pod, meaning um, semen, and cast, uh, meaning to get a part in a film. Oh, well then I'm very familiar. Yes, yeah. very good. Absolutely. Fantastic. Latin. Latin, eh? Hilarious. Hello. Now that, that's something I haven't actually told you, Jack. During this podcast, you are allowed to make anything up. Right. You can, if you want to, you can make up a fake fact. Okay. But you're only allowed to do it once. Right. Just the once. Just one time I can make up a fake fact. Is it a fake fact at any point? If we're having an interesting conversation and you say, and you think, oh, well, that's interesting. And you can, you could just lie, basically. Okay. Um, and then um, I, I've got to see if I can work out if that is your fake fact. Did you just use yours up on podcast? Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I mean... Did I use that as an example, or is there going to be another fake fact coming? Ah, also, I don't know Latin. It could have been true. It could have been true. So we shall see. We shall see. All right. Well, as it's the fifth podcast, um, we're going to be uh, coming up with a few interesting facts about the number five. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. I didn't know that. I'm excited. Can you name all five books of the Old Testament? Oh... Um. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Do you yeah. know, Jack, what the Old Testament is? Yes. What is the Old Testament? It's the prequel to the New Testament. <laughs> yes. It's the bit before Jebus. That's right. That's okay. correct. Yes, so the good. books of the Old Testament would be... Genesis. Excellent. One point for you. Yes, Genesis, that's the first one. Do you know what happens in the book of Genesis? Yes. That's Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. And their boys, who were wolves. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, no. Who are Romulus and Remus? They, um, they, are they actually in the Bible, Romulus? They started Rome, didn't they? Uh, which is where you get, the, no. that's the myth, that's the legend. They were raised by a wolf. That's right. And they were, they were, ra- and Romulus, they were brothers. And yeah. Romulus is where the, the name Rome comes from. Yes. But they weren't Adam and Eve's sons. No, no. They were Adam and Eve's sons. They were, I mean, I, I almost seems, I want you to guess. Well, not guess, I just want you to remember because it's so common. Do you not know this? No, I will, I'll remember it. That does make more sense for them not to be. Because if they started Rome, that, right after, I know Rome was built in a day, but it was like <laughs> God created the earth in seven days and then Romus and Remus did Rome on the eighth. And it's just, oh, where's the holiday? <laughs> Where's the holiday? Yeah. Okay, so Genesis. Genesis. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, they, they, their names rhyme with Pain and Mabel. Ah, yes. Wayne <laughs> and Ladle. Yeah. No, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Yeah. Again, also brothers. 
Yeah, we established that at the beginning. We just couldn't remember. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I've got no problem with the fact they're brothers. But to all the creationists out there, oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. ah, yeah. How, well, yeah. Now, apparently, somewhere along their journey, yeah. they bumped into a woman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which I've always had a slight problem with uh, in terms of you know, if the only human beings alive ever have two boys. I mean, that's the entire project messed up from the start but no even if they don't even if they I mean what's the agreement you know if you have a daughter just I want you to know <laughs> yes, that's true I'm gonna hit that yeah, yeah. I know which is yeah, terrible, so, terrible absolutely terrible no um I can't remember there's probably some people out there who know a bit better but yes Cain and Abel do bump into um a lovely young lady and um maybe that's why they had the squabble yeah could be because they did have an argument but at least they weren't raised by wolves because um, right. the wolves hadn't been invented yet. No, they hadn't. Oh no, no maybe no, they, they had. maybe had. Maybe they were in the Garden of Eden. If there was a snake, why wouldn't there be a wolf? Just, yeah. At some point, there were two of them. Yeah. Oh, also, you know, they call it a garden. Yeah. I mean, I've got a garden. It's a garden by London standards, and yeah, it's communal. Yeah. But you know, if there was a snake, if there was all of the animals in there, yeah. I mean, it would be it'd be really crowded, wouldn't it? Uh, I mean, Noah got one on a boat, which everyone says goes on about as being impressive, which it was, you know, fair play to Noah, but yeah. they were in a bloody garden to begin with. Yeah, but I think scientists have proved that the garden was like Cabo or somewhere. Sorry, I'd like to say that sentence again <laughs> and think about... I've got to take it on, <laughs> See, you're groaning out of... You're groaning out of nervousness. I've got to take it on, with the initial thing. Scientists have proved... <laughs> When having a discussion about Cain and Abel, yeah, what scientists? How did they prove? No, they didn't prove anything about Cain and Abel. But the garden that they're referring to mm. in the Bible, the Garden of Eden, is actually you know like how Calgary is a real place. The Garden of Eden, well, Calgary in Canada. N- no, Jesus. No, Jesus didn't die in Canada. No. What? <laughs> All right, we've. Now I'm confused. There is a place called Calgary in Canada, isn't there? Am I thinking of Calvary? Isn't that when a bunch of people run in on a horse <laughs> at the end of a battle? What was the hell? Oh, do you mean Calvary when on a Sunday <laughs> on a Sunday you go for a roast with your friends? Is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's all in the Bible. What hill did Jesus die on? It was a cross, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, on a hill. Oh. Calgary. Is it? Calgary Hill? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Never... Read your Bible. Basically, listen, the Garden of Eden is now what is now like Carvo. What, you... what is Carvo? I don't know. Again, it's a Lake Carvo, Lake Como. It's a place that um, Americans holiday. And the Garden of Eden's there that scientists have proven. That might have been my fact. Ah! You see, the trouble is your facts have to be at least on some level believable. Well, look how much we got out of it. That's fair I enough. I took you along for the ride. You did. But the next time I do it, because that was my practice one, I'm not going to tell you. But oh. all this stuff about Calvary Hill and Jesus dying, he definitely didn't die in Canada. I don't anyway, know. Genesis is one. Genesis, I forgot. Yeah, Genesis is one. Exodus. Very good. Is that another one? That's another one, yes. What's the, what's the, big, what's the big event in Exodus? Is Noah's Ark. Uh, no, I think that's also in Genesis, Noah's Ark. Oh, God, it was a good first chapter, oh, wasn't it? was a it? brilliant first chapter. It's almost like, you know, you set it's, you set the story going. Yeah. How are you going to follow it up? But he does. He follows I'm up a with mighty a, God. With another cracker. Uh, sorry. 
trouble with God. God is all omnip- omnipotent, all powerful, but terrible birds. <laughs> yeah, so he was in my birth. Yes. Um, okay, Exodus. What happened in Exodus? Moses. Moses happened in Exodus, yes. Yes. For, so yes, Moses led the uh, Jews out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and uh, into Israel. Yes. Uh, if Michal was here... Uh, she'd be able to tell us all about it. Not that she was there at the time. No, no, no. But they they know a lot about their history as a people. Yes, well, Jews. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, it's quite very important. Like, e- yeah. Like, Exodus is a good song as well, by the way. I think it. Yeah. Yes. Exodus. Ah. Yes, by Bob Marley. Yes. So I shot the sheriff. Is really that is about Jacob, son of Isaac. You're shitting me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah. There we go. There we go. I, I, I probably should be. I probably could have gone a bit further with the shitting you there. That's but. absolutely fine. Who yeah. knew? I right. might convert. Right. Okay. Other uh, books in the Old Testament. So Genesis, Exodus. That's all the uses, isn't it? No, there's one other. Um, when do they start? Any of them names like human names? No. Well, no. I don't. No, you see, okay, well, I'm just going to speed through them. Okay. okay. So the next one's Leviticus. Ah, yes, I could have got that. Leviticus. Now, all the only thing I know about Leviticus is that's the one with all the homophobic shit in it. Right. I only remember it from Life of Brian. Leviticus! Leviticus! Yeah, yeah that is Life of Brian, isn't it? Yeah, go on. What, uh... No, I just remember him lisping. Yeah, did he say what you mean? The, what, the, when the, Thamthun the Th- Sudanese snake scratcher or all of that bit. You know what? Release Cedric. I'm, I'm getting confused between Life of Brian and an actual Chuckle Duster game. Leviticus did pop up, and I'm sure some listeners might know this, in the Marshmallow game. That's what I'm thinking. It's James going from Leviticus yes. with his mouth full of marshmallows. Yes. It's not Life of Brian. Not Life of Brian at all. Oh. Yes. Well, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so Leviticus, what happens in that? Leviticus, I don't actually, no, I don't think, I think I got as far as Exodus and was like, I, this was too dramatic. I don't <laughs> Put that down. Leviticus... I think well, he certainly has got all the all the the terrible rules that if you don't follow, it's got stuff about slavery and and owning women and and oh, men yeah. not men not lying with other men and. But yes, so the Viticus, I don't really know much about it. Then uh, the last two, I know nothing about. Go on, try me. Numbers. Numbers is one it, of it's the fourth chapter of the Old Testament. It's yes, it's the fourth book. Fourth book, sorry. Right, yes, the fourth book of the Old Testament. Right, and then um. Deuteronomy. Ah, yes. And I now don't... Deuteronomy. Yes. I've got nothing. <laughs> Deuteronomy. <laughs> there will be no. Ah. Oh. Trying to make a Deuteronomy joke. Yeah, but it's really hard. But maybe that's why they had to come up with the New Testament because people after Numbers, people are like, oh god, and then no one knows anything about Deuteronomy. They maybe it was, maybe it started off as due to Ron and me. Yes. We uh, have parted ways and now I'll write the Bible. Yes. God. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Ron was an equal to God. And nobody has ever... And no one knows. He wrote the First Testament. The fifth fifth book of the Old Testament. Well, what if he wrote all of it? And then they argued. And then from then on, (gasps) God was like, well, Ron can get lost. Yeah. And then I'll write the rest of it myself. Due to Ron and me, I'll take it from here. Oh, and we would never have known. No, thank God you and I worked it out. I know, thank goodness. You heard it here first, listeners. Due to Ron and me was the name of the fifth book of the Old Testament, and it's all about God and Ron and yeah. how they fell out after creating everything. Wow. Moving on, 
How many bands can you name mm-hmm. with five in the title? Easy. Go on. <laughs> ja- oh, with five in the title. Yeah, you were oh. just about to say one. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to do bands with five members. I was totally ready to bust oh. out girls. Yeah, up. I mean, that but would be your all day. We can go with the band five. The Jackson Five. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Um, five. The Jackson Five. Mm-hmm. Five, 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 um, five. Um, ooh, 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 ooh. Maroon Five. Maroon Five. Good. The Dave Clark Five. No, I don't know them. You don't know, you don't know this. Yeah, they're, they're big. Are they? They were big. No. I don't know if they're all dead. Anyway, I'm sure they're not. Mike Smith was in them. Anyway, um, Five Man Electrical Band. Five Man Electrical Band. Nope. No, nope, never heard of them. Um, and Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. Which? No. They were an American girl band which originated in the X Factor USA. Wow. Okay. Oh, there's one called We Five, who were an American rogue Maroon fox. Maroon Five group. is who I had. Uh, what's another interesting fact? Um, yeah, Five is uh, the. Uh, most common number of gears that cars have. Oh Christ! Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure this podcast could go up a up a gear. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, what else about number? Do you five? drive? I do drive. Okay. I do drive. Any interesting driving story? Um, I learned to drive when I was younger. Passed my test, eighteen. Fascinating. There you go. Didn't drive for six years. Then drove for the first time back in a car when I was in LA. At the age of 23, 24, ah. picked up my car from the rental place and the right. guy was like, okay, you're good to go and nearly crashed it going out of the lot. I oh, was terrified. Really? Absolutely lost so much weight, sweating out fear on the highways out there. And I had a sat-nav and I don't know if you know the American sat-navs, but mm-hmm. you know, they've got these big five lane motorways, dual carriages, freeways as they yeah. say. And all my sat-nav kept saying was, keep left. Keep left. And I was in the left-hand lane. I couldn't have gone any more left. And I was shouting that. I was saying, I am left. I can't go any more left. But all it means is keep left as opposed to don't turn off and go right. So I could have stayed in the middle of the road. But I was as left as I could and went, so keep you, left. You were in the fast lane then? Yeah. Well, that didn't matter. I mean, I was bonging it. And went, keep <laughs> right. left, keep left, exit right. And so, I mean, in a moment of panic, I couldn't believe that that hussy had changed her <laughs> mind on me so quickly that all I did was hit the wheel and go right and just veered across five lanes of traffic oh. to my exit, nearly causing a massive pileup. Well, the thing is, I, I last year, I um, uh, me and Mrs M, we went on a on a holiday in America and we did some driving. Uh, we drove from uh, Las Vegas all the way to San Diego, and then we did a big road trip, thousands of miles. It's absolutely fantastic. And I was a bit nervous. I thought, you know, I've never driven in America before. I don't know what it's going to be like, and I kind of imagined. Um, I just imagined it to be a sort of, uh, you know, quite a scary experience. But I would say British roads prepare you for any road in the world. 100%. 100%. If you can drive here, you can drive anywhere. If you can drive in London, oh, then absolutely. People, it, like, I'm driving along in America and I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind getting into the next lane. But there's a few cars there. You indicate and everybody just immediately, like, maybe slows down, lets you in. Everyone, no, maybe because the country's so big, they're yeah. just like, sure, I'll give you a bit of space. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Come into the lane. Here, you could be indicating to get into a lane, and you may as well be asking the driver of the car that's preventing you from getting to the lane if you could possibly go around and have sex with their mum. 
Which I've done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. why not? But that, that was yeah. probably like, as long as you don't take my parking space. Absolutely. It's horrific. But I don't drive in London now. I just, I walk everywhere. I just think it's easier not to have a car yes. in London. Um, Another story about cars, yeah. kind of. Yes. Don't know if I can say it. I, a few years back now, was hanging out with my then girlfriend. And we were wanting of something to do overnight. Right. Um, as the English say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'd done watching videos on YouTube and all the modern family we could watch yeah. I said well how about we go I don't know to the cinema and she said no I have an idea do you want to come laugh at the doggers <sighs> I know I know no I thought I'd misheard I went I'm sorry what she went yes me and my friend and some of my girlfriends always do it there is a popular dogging site I won't say exactly where but in the south and she said, I think I can remember where it is. It's near a go-karting track. I'll say no more. She said, you can go there. It is hilarious. You annoy them and it's just funny. And I was like, I don't really know if I want to. We had nothing else to do. <laughs> so me and her searching around for about 45 minutes to see if she could remember it. And eventually we'd gone down this long country lane, come to like a part, a clearing in the forest, like a dirt track, drove down there. And sure enough, about eight or nine other cars and vans. We drove in and suddenly all these lights were being signaled. People were switching on the lights inside their car. They were flashing their lights at us. And obviously they're looking over at us thinking, that's a young couple. That's that's a young, you know, fertile, uh, verbal couple. Verbile, yes. <laughs> but, well, you know, I, when I see a verbal couple, I can't even hold myself back. <laughs> exactly, right? Right. Yeah, doggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they're all signaling and stuff and we're yeah. finding it very funny. But I've driven right into the middle of this clearing, this dirt circle, surrounded by cars that are then closing in. You've accidentally gone right into the epicentre of a dogging spree. Yeah, <sighs> to which I'm laughing, and I haven't noticed my girlfriend, we'll call her Ron, for the sake of my right now. Due to Ron and I, me. Uh, due to Ron and me. And I said, Ron, what, what happens now? <laughs> Not realising Ron's starting to panic. And she said, Jack, I've, I've never got this far. We usually drive in a bit, flash at them with the lights. Yes. And then, and then drive off. You, we're trapped. And then suddenly I can see all these guys and they have... I've got nothing against the dogging community, but you're a scary lot. <laughs> <laughs> Threatening eyes. Yeah. Oh, so I God. quickly had to like turn the car around, 180 on the spot, because they're expecting us to do God knows what. <laughs> well, Ron knows Ron what. Ron knows what, <laughs> yeah. Belted out there, thought, oh, can't do that, only to be chased. Be chased. You can't annoy doggers. Car chased me all the way up the country lane, so then I pulled into someone's driveway thinking I'll hide here, and they waited outside. It wasn't his house, was it? Oh, that, God, no, no just imagine. Yeah, so much worse. Oh, yeah, private show. <laughs> and then he chased me onto the dual carriageway. Yeah, it was terrifying. Absolutely Bloody terrifying. Hell. I was hard the entire time. <laughs> But it did make me think. I know that people out there have all sorts of sexual fantasies. Whatever you're into, it's your game. Whatever, it's fine. But dogging is, in my opinion, one of the scariest. <laughs> I cannot see the appeal to seeing what I assume are axe murderers m***ing over your car bonnet. I... <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know I don't know what do you what yeah, well maybe oh you for... sound just like Ron <laughs> no, just, maybe for you know I could just sit here agreeing with you but I might make a, a bit of a dull podcast I want to see imagine 
You've got, you're sitting behind the wheel of the car, you're looking down your body, there's Dr. Crippen yeah. having a, a, a topless hand shandy, yeah. um, leaving leaving Monica Lewinsky snail trails all over your Ford Fiesta. Yeah. That could, in some way, shape or form, be quite a thrilling experience, living life on the edge. Yeah, but also I don't know the etiquette. What? Well, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, with Doctor Cribbin, Doctor Cribbin probably wants a glass of poison. <laughs> Must no, have no. a glass of poison. No, for the Dr. light Cribbin. signals. Light signals mean oh, different things, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, if, so if they're turning their lights on, you know, their um, you have a door open light on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if they're twitching that on and off, on and off. That means you've got to do something. You don't then want to do the wrong thing. You don't want to be like. Kissing her neck and then being like, why is he not, you know... So it's like they've got some elaborate form of perverse semaphore. Yeah. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know semaphore. Oh, no. Semaphore or Morse code? Morse code. Morse code. Semaphore's the one with the flag. Yeah. Maybe they have that as well with used Johnnies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. There were loads of used Johnnies. I bet there were. Yeah. I'm surprised I had time to see them. But you know when your heart rate's up, (laughs) adrenaline kicks in, time slows down. (laughs) You take in more more information. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Look at all the Johnnies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, fantastic. Well, that. Well, I'm glad I brought up five gears as the average uh, yeah. uh, amount because that's uh, that was rather thrilling. Um, Jack, what is the five second rule? The five second rule. Mm. I know the three second rule. Right. Okay. If the five second rule is anything like that, it's the amount of time you're allowed to have a piece of food on the floor before it becomes wrong to eat it again yes I have a seven minute rule seven minute I once had a month rule yeah it gives you a lot more options on what you can and cannot eat off the floor yes it does yeah. it does um, is that the five second rule that is exactly the five second rule but okay. I, do you know what I'm more, I'm more commonly heard it as the three second rule as yeah. well but what else could you apply a five second rule to well that's an interesting question um, so <laughs> it's so it's commonly if you find something if you drop something on the floor um, and you've got five seconds before you can still eat it so if you've um, ended a relationship, can you restart it again within five seconds? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you can. It's not me. It's you. Right, yeah. Um, and I, I'm sorry. I just I'm I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. What are you I saying? I think I've invested so much in this. You know, I love you, Jack. I love you too, but I just don't think we should be together. <laughs> Unless we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my goodness! So that's where that does yeah. work for five yeah. seconds. Yeah, I've, I've made a terrible mistake, that sort of thing. I suppose you could do. Yes. But you leave it any longer and they start to think you're playing games. <laughs> Are you allowed to say, if you say guilty in a court of law, Yeah. do you have five seconds to say, no, wait, not guilty? Like in bingo, when you say bingo, <laughs> and you go, not really. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, Jack Donnelly, um, you have been charged. With averting the course of justice, arson, perjury, grand larceny, uh, mendacious behaviour towards nuns. How do you plead? Guilty. Not! <laughs> yeah, that works. That yeah, works. you could do that. Yeah, actually, especially for that joke, for the not joke, you don't want to leave it longer than five seconds. Chances are they'll start talking again. If you said not, though, would they then expect you to say, well, wait, do you mean not guilty? Ooh, yeah. Are you saying guilty, not? Because that just makes yeah. it sound as though you've got the words guilty and not guilty the wrong way around. Maybe that's where that joke came from. What, from Bill and Ted? Yeah, well, just from... Is, that, is it from Bill and Ted? Nah. Yeah, is it? 
That's what I remember, yeah. Wow, I thought it predated that. Let's do some questions from the general public. Let's do some questions from the general public. Okay, so Ellen Williams, okay. she would like to know what's the most absurd thing that you've ever done or said on stage? Oh, good. Uh, I mean, well, one of the most absurd things, although it technically wasn't on stage, it was on camera, mm -hmm. and I ran naked with a chicken in front of me. Um, covering my private bits. Yes, I'm sure there are probably quite a few people who remember that scene. I remember that scene yeah. very well. That was on my birthday. Mm. But on stage, kissing James was rather weird. Yes. Um, in fact, the whole of Chuckle Duster's play, My First Period, was rather bizarre. That was so I also cool. danced through laser beams in a Chuckle Duster game called Mission Impossible. Improvisation isn't necessarily the same as normal acting. It's like It's a bit like sports. Um, so let's see, say you've got a football team they don't know on the day what their opponents are going to be like they don't know what kind of um, uh, strategy their opponents are going to have what kind of game plans but you practice you practice for every eventuality uh, or as many eventualities as you can so that then when you get um, when you can't encounter the opposition <laughs> who in our case is the audience absolutely um, you are you're ready for it so um, you just you kind of it's sort of mental training really isn't it absolutely we are comic athletes comic comic athletes yes. and we are all doped up absolutely on yeah, steroids. we're all on roids all on roids yes uh, lovely we're well, juicing we're, we're juicing, we're juicing right now. So, um, Next question. Well, speaking of juicing, because um, people who take steroids are, are well known for um, having being a bit irritable. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember what Lauren did about steroids? What did she do about steroids? No, she didn't do anything about steroids. She did a bout of steroids. Did she? <laughs> yeah, she got all ripped and massive. Oh, yes. But so temperamental. She got really strong and, and scary, didn't yeah, she? Yeah. She nearly broke your neck. Yeah, absolutely. It threw off the dynamic of Chuckle Dust. It certainly did. I mean, that was really yeah. difficult. But, you know, now she got her back to the lovely, sweet little self that she is. Mm, but yeah. um, she killed someone. Yeah, absolutely. Roids are dangerous. Roids really. are dangerous. Well, yeah. um, Louise, our lovely uh, fan Louise, would love to know. Um... Do you have a suggestion for how not to lose your temper? Um, known as losing your shit these days, apparently. How do you not lose your shit? Oh, well, you know, seriously. Three deep breaths. Mm -hmm. Three deep breaths. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to punch in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, three deep breaths. And then humour, I would say. Ooh. If you are able to laugh a situation down, you know, find the funny side of it then I think that is the best way to diffuse any angry situation. You've got to be able to laugh at some of the worst things, haven't Absolutely. you? Charlie Chaplin was in court and was on trial for something years ago, and he said, you know, the whole thing was dragged out for weeks, but he found himself, you know, in a courtroom full of people, and there was a child there that was copying him, just watching him from the stands. So he started putting faces, and the child started copying, and soon everyone in the courtroom cottoned onto it, and they were all laughing, and it just brought the mood up. And he said, you know, in such a serious situation, he said, we can only take things serious so long before we have to laugh about it. I think I suppose it, it, take one of one of my heroes. I know he's one of your heroes as well. Richard Pryor. Yes. Um, you know, possibly one of the funniest people who has ever lived. Absolutely. Um, a genius um, in so many ways. Um, his life, he grew up in uh, he was raised by his grandmother he grew up in a, in a brothel, uh, spent much of his childhood in a brothel. His father was physically abusive, mentally and emotionally uh, abusive. 
Um, he became uh, addicted to drugs uh, from a very young age, I think by the mm-hmm. time of 18, you know. Um, and uh, a very, very difficult life. And yet when you heard him talking about it, it was, you know, you are, were able to connect to the tragedy of it, but through laughter. Like in no way did he think, oh, it's all right because he's making a joke about it. The total opposite. It made mm. me so sad. It broke my heart when I heard about it. But he managed to break my heart by making me laugh. Absolutely. And I've never actually encountered another performer who could do that. I mean, I know no. I only got to watch him on, on films and DVDs. Same. But when I saw that one, I think, is it in Long Beach? He's wearing the yep. red shirt. I think that is just the pinnacle. He he is taking the worst of the most tragic things um, in his life. And had he not had that outlet, who knows what where Absolutely. he might have gone, what might have happened to him. Proving that the line between comedy and tragedy is often a very fine one. And, you know, and that's where the best comedy, I think, happens. You know, when you're playing in those areas. But you do have to be careful what side of the line you're on. But Richard Pryor is the perfect example of Perfect that. example. Which is not to say that anyone can just pick up a microphone and do what he does. No. Because... It's very important. He told the truth about his own life. And so it's no good just sort of saying, um, you know, uh, no offence to anyone who grew up in Surbiton, um, you know, who perhaps father was a dentist, uh, yeah. mother was uh, very active. Your life's not ripe for comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is what we're saying. It's what we know. Of course it is. But if you then sort of try and find some kind of Richard Pryor-esque tragedy about your life and you haven't had that life, it's not going to work. You yes. know, if you can find the, the funny... In growing up in Surbiton, and I bet there is, then um, then do that. Find your yeah. own truth. I think we've been yabbering on for quite long enough, so I'd just like to say, um, have you had a good time, Jack? I've had a lovely time. I, yeah, lovely time. Good. I don't want it to end. Well, it has to. Oh, okay, fair yeah, My battery's going to run out. Okay, okay. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but uh, we will be back again for another podcast next week. So, until then, it's uh, goodbye from me, Joel. Goodbye from me, James. Jack! Damn it! <laughs> And we'll see you again. Goodbye. Bye. Bye will make you get up. Get up. No, press stop.